Hi, Sex and the City fans. Megan McKeever here. Check out my podcast, Cosmos and the City, where I'll be watching through the entire series of Sex and the City with a slew of fabulous guests. Each week, we'll be talking through everything from who wore what and why to the hottie of the week. So grab a drink and join me on my journey. Thanks, and be sure to subscribe to Cosmos and the City in iTunes or your favorite podcasting app. It's the Improv Session Uh, all right, hey everybody! Welcome to the very special episode of Improv Obsession Sketch Obsession uh, with the guest Charlie Sanders. Hello. Uh, you might know some of Charlie's uh, sketch credits from Human Giant, Key and Peele, Police Chief Rumble, and Buffoons. Those are all things that you've done. That's right. Um, all right, so let's see. I want since this is a a, a sketch episode of an improv podcast, I want to talk about sketch and improv. Mm-hmm. Um, I found uh, a really interesting blog from Police Chief Rumble on the Improv Resource Center mm-hmm. about uh, you guys just working on their, their Making our show. show. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that was in there was it seemed like you guys did a good amount of improvising to come mm-hmm. up with sketches. Uh, uh, and it sounded like sometimes you'd just start with like uh, a premise maybe or like a, a game idea uh, and you improvise that scene and then kind of see what comes out of it. Um, is that, I mean, is that the basics of how that worked or – yeah, let me see. I mean, it was quite a while ago. You were a teenager when that was happening. Yes, but, uh, I was. It's good times. I think what we did is we would do our set sketches. So if it was like an hour show or something, the first half hour or so would be our set sketches. And then I think we did like half prov. Like you might have a character idea, but you mm-hmm. don't know what that character is going to do yet or something. So. I remember one I had was like Lance Cuisine, and he was yeah. the heir to the Lean Cuisine fortune. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then so I'd just be that character, and then people would like improv situations with that character or something like that. Yeah. Um, and then I think at the end we just did like got a suggestion and did 10 minutes of improv. Mm-hmm. Um, and then maybe there'd be ideas in there we'd write sketches from. Yeah. Well, um, and then, you know, I've, 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 I heard people before, Besser was one who said that, like, he thinks a good improv scene you could put up as a sketch and it'd be good. Um, and I feel like I'm, I've almost never seen an improv scene like that. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know if I totally agree with that. I mean, I guess maybe that's an ideal to strive for or something, but there's just that improv's got that thing of, like, the audience knows you're making it up. And no matter how good or bad it is, it's either going to have that that's an asterisk next to what's happening. You know what I yeah. mean? I think. And so like, it's like we were talking, is this going to be, this will be a different episode. From totally what different from what we just did. Oh yeah, guys, so if you want to no hear sense when I reference back to, <laughs> if you guys want to hear Charlie and I talk about improv, go listen to the improv session episode with Charlie Sanders. If you want to understand the things I'll be referencing, <laughs> this is the same conversation, but we push stop and record. Uh, no, do it. I lost, I lost my train of thought. Uh, we're talking about uh, improv. Perfect improvising scene is yeah, a good sketch. I, I don't know. I just think it's like it's like we were talking about trying to describe an improv scene to someone. Yeah. It's, I mean, I've seen improv scenes that made me laugh as hard, the hardest I've ever laughed in my life, right? Yeah. 
But like, I don't think if those were written and performed again, they would do that for me. Right. There's something about the magic of that moment. I super agree lost. with that. Cause yeah, when, even I when I said that, it's two different things. Yeah. I was talking to Besser and I felt weird, like going, uh, <laughs> like, I don't know, man. Cause, cause there is something about improv that like the funniest moments are sometimes the things that surprise you or even like you can get huge laughs out of just stupid shit, like labeling people or like yeah. kind of painting and like, people are like, <laughs> yeah, I get it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's know. what's going on. Uh, but like, <laughs> but, yeah, but nobody, but see, nobody gives a shit in sketch, especially if you, uh, if you just, uh, of that, of that, those jokes that are, I guess, I guess kind of like back justifying or back or labeling or anything like that. People are like, yeah, man, whatever. Do yeah, a joke. Totally. Now. Because they're not, it's not the, it's not experiential in the same way where right. it's like what the audience likes about that in improv is, oh, we all just found out that was Elf this whole time. Yeah. We're beginning another terrible <laughs> curse of an analogy. <laughs> yes. Yes. But in the sketch, in sketch, I don't, I don't know. It's, you're just making like a different agreement with the audience if they come to a sketch or improv show, I feel like. Yeah. Um, I like that. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, so... I can't. Well, let's. I can't, let's talk a little. Bit, I guess about more about the live stuff. And it's been a while. I guess since Belief Chief Rumble and Buffoons. Uh, but I'd still like to touch on that a little if we can. Cool, um, man. What like you're putting? You're assembling a show like that. Uh, what are you know? You guys are trying to refine stuff. Uh, how how does stuff get polished for you personally to get into a show? Like you said, you know, you had some set sketches and you're improvising some stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, like, what are you guys doing to kind of, uh, you know, bring out the thousand grit sandpaper in this weird uh, analogy that I'm making? Cause I feel like a lot bring of times the, what? the thousand grit sandpaper is what the very that? fine stuff that you oh, do to make oh. it really smooth. Uh, that was woodshop 101, <laughs> I like man. it. That's a it's good, good. That's good. <laughs> uh, but like, sometimes I feel like I'll write stuff and I'll be like, this is a good sketch. It's funny. Uh, what do I do now? Uh, yeah, and I feel like that's yeah. a process that I think really kind of makes or breaks a lot of sketch yeah yeah totally um well for me and i I feel like a lot of people would disagree with me but this has been for my in my experience it's performing it Mm -hmm. i don't think it's gonna happen writing it over i'm talking about doing a live show here i Mm -hmm. I don't think writing it over and over you know you do a couple drafts to try and make it better but yeah then you have to go perform it and just see what the audience reacts to yeah see what you come up with in the moment and that's gonna be the thousand grain sandpaper. <laughs> thousand grit. It's okay. Thousand grit. Uh, <laughs> keep no, I like to one. pour grains. Of sand. <laughs> um, yeah, there do you was. Know what I'm saying. Yeah, I do. There was a, there was a thing in there that you wrote. It was about everybody pronounced pronounced Dartmouth wrong. Uh, oh yeah, and you like you believe that that was funny, and I think that's one of those things that's perfect too. But like, I think you ended up keeping it in the show. Whatever. Yeah, the point. The, the point was uh, that, like, yeah, you have something that on paper you believe is funny, uh, and that the audience doesn't react to it. It's like, oh no, <laughs> I learned something. I'm trying to remember. I mean, I can't remember if they would laugh at. Like that was like a sub game. So the main game yeah. of the sketch was that these parents had been divorced for this kid's whole life, but they never told him because they had read a statistic that divorced parents' kids aren't as successful. Yeah, he'd gotten into Dartmouth. Yeah. As a as a result, but every time somebody would enter the scene, they'd go, "I mean, we did this for you. I mean, you got into Dartmouth." Be like, <laughs> then the next person would be like, "You got into Dartmouth." <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, I don't know. It just cracked me up that no yeah. one could say Dartmouth." It's but, um, 
Yeah, it's one of those silly things that like, oh, I really like this. And yeah, it should yeah. go in. But I, I can't remember if the audience laughed at it or not. Yeah. That I said in that in, in, the, in there you said like they're not laughing at it. <laughs> it's been 20 times they haven't <laughs> laughed at it. Uh, and then and then uh, you guys took it out. And then somebody sent you a message apparently on the blog saying, no, I really like it. Keep it really? in. And you oh, kept it wow. in. wow. That, that uh, was nice of them. Yeah, it was very nice of whoever that was. I'm sure you're that listening. That was my great expectations. <laughs> that was the criminal I saved. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> Keep that yes. joke. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, but I mean, that, I think, yeah, it's one of those uh, things where you can learn a lot from the audience that uh, is different than what's on the paper. Yeah, I guess, um, I don't know. If you love it, keep it in. Yeah. Why not? I like it. Um, who cares? We'll all live. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so so that, so actually, that there, I have this thing I've, I've been coming up with lately about sketch uh, that, uh, it sounds like your the game of that one was that this guy. Oh, the the game of that one was that the real sketch, the the truth. Yeah, yes, the one yes, that you yes. wrote was that like his parents were were really divorced, and then there was other things that like turned out his girlfriend had had never been his girlfriend. Right. She was paid to act as his girlfriend. Right. So there. So there's like a there's a clearly strong game to that. Um, Thank you. Uh, great work. Thank you so much. <laughs> and that will conclude this. Uh, <laughs> so, but. But also in that, I'm sure there's written times of rest. And I think what I've decided my – my new decision on what works about game and resting game is in Sketch is that when you rest a game, uh, you should still have funny stuff going on. And I think that's uh-huh. where things like dart, dart, dart mouth really work. <laughs> uh, Wait, what do you mean there's written in – what did you say? There's written in – Rest or like little beats off the game. Oh, oh. Uh, no. I can't remember. I can't remember. Well, I mean, how about how about writing it now? I, I mean, can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> like well, yeah. So, well, yeah. Let's let, maybe take this on the present day a little bit more. Uh, so now, you know, you write for Key and Peel, um, which is a very, very great show. Uh, so, like, a, well, maybe God, maybe that game that was. Pure I get what game. you're saying. Okay, so you mean like, Dartmouth is just a different game. It's like a smaller little game, right? It's something. It's like to me, it's like almost yeah. like a clout palate cleanser that it's like i need a, i need a second away Dude, from your this. analogy you turned on the analogies for the second podcast thanks man i'm ready <laughs> um yeah i think you're right yeah yeah i i i, I dig that um uh i don't know if i intend it i mean again we're talking about a sketch i wrote 10 years ago so yeah I, I don't know if i thought about that or not i think i probably just thought like wouldn't it be funny if they can't say dartmouth right right but um anyway no that's fair uh well I mean what about how about now I mean do you guys do you worry about things like oh my are we hitting this thing too hard is it not going to be funny if we hit this beat twenty times in a row because actually now I'm thinking about it, it seems like you guys are pretty consistently attacking game what are we are we talking about key and peel key and peel yeah uh yeah. I don't I don't know of any sketches that you specifically wrote do you I mean I could tell you some if you, do you want ha- yeah do you want, um, I'm trying to maybe we can this get is on my current uh favorite sketch of my own yeah um. It was in, I think it was in the last episode of the second season, and it was um, Jordan's an old man that owns a laundromat, and he wishes it was popping like the barbershop across the street. Did you see that one? I haven't seen that. Oh, okay. That's great. Uh, <laughs> that's the one I'm like most proud of. Yeah. It just cracks me up for some reason. But, um, but it, I would say it was slightly, for anyone out there that saw that, I feel like it was slightly uncharacteristic for Key and Peele in that it was like, a little, it meandered a little, and which is kind of like what I like about it. But it was like definitely there were like strong game beats to it. Yeah, but it was just like a little slower pace than the other ones. Um, but I think you know Key and Peele 
as a show, it, you know, we really like lay a game out and pretty much just hit it. Yeah. Over and over again. Yeah. Like this, uh, this, I think this was in the last podcast you referenced yeah. this, but the, the hat scene. Yeah. That's pure game. It's pure game, you know, and the beats come really rapidly. Yeah. And that, you know, that, you know, I like said bitch one, like that it. one's pure game. Pure game, pretty just, rapid. Even that, yeah. I mean, that almost moves a little bit more slowly than a lot of Key and Peele scenes, I feel like. Yeah. So, it's well, like, in that, in those weird moments of, of that, get that part of that game is the, the, the suspicious looking around yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Like that does slow it down. Yeah, bit. and there's yeah. like kind of a couple games going on in there. They're all yeah. related to the same thing. Yeah. They're all on that one. Yeah, that's interesting because, uh, yeah, now, now that I think of it, maybe that's not the style. Well, then uh, – so, okay, we were, talk, we, were talking about, we talked about refining sketches a little bit before. I mean, what since you're not putting it necessarily in front of an audience for Key and Peele, how do you guys go about refining sketches for – I mean, uh, when you do the read-through, it's basically like we're the audience. Yeah. You know, just take it writers. that way, see what yeah. people hit. See what people laugh at. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I always, I, I wondered, I went to a table read for American Dad not too long ago, and it was, I was, I was wondering, like, they're laughing a lot. I'm wondering if people, especially in that environment, are more prone to laugh at their own people's stuff. And uh, <laughs> maybe we're missing out on the actual feedback that they want. Yeah, that's possible. I'm, yeah. I'm sure yeah. you're not going to get it totally pure. Yeah. It won't be pure. <laughs> um, but, uh, <laughs> I don't know what that means. Uh, but, um, yeah, I mean, I think you get a pretty good example. Yeah. Um, at least I can't be all, I feel like people, are yeah, people are, people are truthful. That's mm-hmm. good. Um, okay. Do you guys, I, I read some, some insane thing. Like you guys work on like 300 sketches or something crazy like that. And, uh, uh, mm-hmm. does your, do you guys start with the process of pitching games or do you start fully written stuff where, where do you guys kind of begin pitch? Yeah. Yeah. So like on a Monday, nice ankle crack there. Thanks, man. That was real painful. <laughs> uh, 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 on Monday, we'll, uh, everybody pitches. Yeah. Uh, I forget. I think the beginning of the season, it's like five days a week we're pitching. So every day we're at like 10, mm-hmm. 10 to noonish. Everybody pitches an idea or two. Everybody riffs on it. And then you go write it. And then throughout the week and then the months as it goes on, you get notes from Jordan and Keegan and then the showrunners, Jay and Ian, and Mm -hmm. they give you notes. And then to read through, you do some more notes, and then you do a read-through for Comedy Central, and you might get some more notes. Did that answer your question? No, it does, for sure. Yeah, so we're always writing new stuff, like, pretty much up to the end. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so we end up writing a lot of sketches. Quite a busy process. Um, Pitching, I... I, um, I'm not good at pitching. I feel like I'm a Mm. decent writer. Uh, but mm. like a lot of times I'm like, oh, this is like a funny thing, like where this happens, uh, it won't, if I try to pitch it, it will not go across as well as I just have everybody read it. Um, uh, so how does, how do like, how do, how do you try to pitch things? Do you have a, a strategy or maybe yeah, things I that mean, you try you to gotta, hit? You got to be able to pitch. Yeah. It's really, I can't. It's really important. Tell me how to do it. <laughs> and improv can really help you with it as someone who loves improv. Yeah. The, you know, how there's like two types of improv. There's like do a monologue, get a premise, do the scene. And mm-hmm. then there's like. We just go out there and see what yeah. happens. The former, the do a monologue, get a yeah. premise, do a scene. Invaluable. Wait, is invaluable good? And uh, I mean, it has no value. I mean, it's no. I could trade nothing for it. Yeah, it's, it's it's good. good. <laughs> <laughs> who are these two idiots? <laughs> Seems like a couple of guys who don't know anything about uh, anything. Are these the two guys who said don't go to college at the end of the last podcast? Yeah, that's them. That's them. Idiots. It showed. <laughs> I guess Stupid I guess. motherfuckers. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just been the most valuable skill. Is, yeah. And that, I mean, that improv really, really paid off for me in that. Because when you do a monologue, and then you're going to initiate a scene off that monologue, mm-hmm. you do that pro- the same process you're going to do for a pitch. As you go, he was telling this, tell the monologue about... <laughs> Being a barista in a Starbucks and somebody threw milk in his face. Well, what's the funny part? Yeah. It's getting the milk in the face. So my pitch is, again, terrible example, but my pitch is a barista who is so sick of his job, anything anyone orders, he throws in their face. Right. You know, so that's where you can like really develop that pitching skill by doing improv. That yeah. is a totally valuable part of, of improv. Um, so how you pitch it is you want to you wanna boil the idea down to like, what's the funny Part of it. I mean, I could do this better. Do you have an example you want to do? No. Uh, uh, <laughs> if that's helpful or you want it on your podcast. But... Okay. Well, I have one that I wrote that uh, uh-huh. uh, is like – it's a game show uh, and and the guy who – one of the contestants on the game show is trying to win uh, enough money to get his kidnapped son back. <laughs> See? That was, good, that was a good that pitch. That was a good pitch. That, that yeah, was, that was perfect. Because we've done that like <laughs> ten times. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I know so how you, it works. You, you just got to be able to – Boil that down before you do it ten times. Yeah. You got any others? You got like a vague idea you got floating around that you're you're not quite sure. Uh, I'm sure I do. I'm trying to think of something that I worked on just recently. Uh, oh no, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> I'll just say I don't What's have something one that right you've now. like thought about doing a sketch about, but haven't. Okay, I have this one idea that I have not worked on. That's um, people are trying to get ready for a bank heist mm-hmm. uh, and they're laying out the plans. Uh, see, this is how I'm bad at it already. Uh, but. One guy just keeps on wearing like big, like almost Elton John, CeeLo style sunglasses over a ski mask, uh, and and the rest of the crew thinks he his flamboyant glasses are going to give away who they who they are because mm, okay. he always wears them. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I, there's definitely an idea in there. So there, I think I what, don't know. I haven't written you, it. The, the question I hopefully this isn't boring as shit for everyone, but no, okay. I would ask myself like when I have that idea and I go like God, I can't quite wrap my head around like what exactly it is like what originally how'd you very very first inkling of an idea what did it come from yeah i think to me it was just it was the the idea of that big silly character uh like basically CeeLo in my mind uh trying to trying to live like if that's a normal person how do how do you justify wearing CeeLo is a normal person if CeeLo is just a regular dude i also think it seems a little silly but i found it helpful is to like really go back to like when you the first time that popped into your head like what yeah. was happening do you yeah. remember by any chance i don't i think keep track of that like if yeah. you can i found it really helpful to be because you want to get to the core of like what did i find funny about that yeah. it was basically like i would go i would ask myself well why i mean really it's it's weird doing this improv podcast and the sketch podcast right next to each other <laughs> i feel like the stuff i learned in improv applies more in this world you yeah know? because i would go to justification like, why do you think – why would the sunglasses give him away? Uh, like his signature sunglasses? Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like – I mean, nobody like nobody else has that style or that – who wears stuff like that in the in the all of, you uh-huh. know, whatever little fictional town this is. Right. So it's going to be – it's going to be very clear that it's, you know, flamboyant You're Ronnie. You're the guy. It's flamboyant Ronnie who just robbed the bank. It's very clear. You wear – yeah, yeah. You know. You're dressed so flamboyantly, everyone's going to know. <laughs> yeah. You're the flamboyant guy from town. Yeah. So th- there. So now we kind of – it's just you just do the process with yourself. Yeah, we kind of boil it down to like some guys are planning a bank robbery, and one of them insists he's a flamboyant dresser when he's not robbing a bank, and he insists on wearing the same style when he robs the bank. Right. 
there you go. Kind of yeah. boils it down. To yeah, it. yeah. But there's not... nothing wrong with when you pitch, like setting the scene, like yeah. going, okay, these guys are planning a bank robbery. Because when you pitch it, you're kind of telling them what it's going to look like on camera, right? right? So if you go, like, and they're laying the map out, and it's really tense, and there's smoke in the air, yeah. they'll get people there. And then we see a guy who's wearing giant sunglasses. Yeah. And he goes, I got to wear my lucky sunglasses. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I dig it. Um, that was super helpful. I'm going to start attempting to pitch now <laughs> in, in the future. Because, uh, yeah, in my in my current sketch groups, uh, we're, we're none of us are we, – we almost never pitch. It's not a part of our process. Everybody just brings sketches just brings in. in sketches. And mm-hmm. it's uh, it's a skill that I know I'm lacking because every now and then, again, I've had to like, oh, we'll go ahead and pitch some ideas. I'm like, duh. Uh, <laughs> All right. Guy, so like, uh, he's like weird. Uh, <laughs> and then there's like not weird people. Yeah, but improv – I mean, <laughs> just doing your regular improv shows can help you with that a lot. Yeah. Um. You're welcome. You're the best, man. I really appreciate it. Uh, yeah. So let's see. Let's talk about. All right. Yeah. Bombing. Bomb, sketches that bomb. Sketches that don't work. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I mean, how, how do you how do you what do you take from that process? What how, maybe how do you polish it? Like if say say something that you liked goes in the table read goes poorly. But you're like, I think this is funny. What do you I mean, what do you what's your next step? Because, well, you know, let me say first at Key and Peele were. I mean, I've, it's the only show I've ever written at, but we're extremely, extremely lucky. It's a really kind environment. I mean, yeah. at Key and Peele, I don't know if this, I kind of think this probably couldn't happen at some other sketch shows. At Key and Peele, if I wrote a sketch, it totally bombs at the table read. Yeah. I could go, guys, I believe in this idea. Let me take another shot at it. And yeah. Go, Fine. And they'd give it another chance. So I think at a lot of shows, probably. Yeah. That'd be it. You wouldn't be able to bring that back. But right. at Key and Peele, they're cool with it. They're like, they believe you if you go, I think there's something here. Yeah. If it bombed again, you'd probably have to go, okay, yeah, I'm let this gonna, idea go. <laughs> let it go. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, that's one of those things that, like, I feel like I've heard the, the like, maybe the Bob Odenkirk and Mr. Show process is, is very much, like, refining and even stuff that doesn't work or just trying to attempt to bring that stuff back from the yeah. dead, which isn't always the case. Like, yeah, I've heard some shows like, oh, it doesn't work. Yeah. yeah. Put that put that out back and let's never see it again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, this story maybe applies, but I feel like telling it. <laughs> Good. Um, I was at an airport in Minnesota, and I went up to a caribou coffee, which is, I guess, the coffee bean of the Midwest. And uh, there was like two dudes in this little pod at the airport. And it was like a big, fat Dungeons and Dragons nerd guy with like the wispy beard and long hair, and then like a thugged out <laughs> black dude. And they were the two guys working at the coffee or at the uh, Caribou. Love it. And they each had a name tag that goes, "My name is so and so," and then it says, "I use caffeine for," and then they have to insert their own little thing there. So oh, no. <laughs> uh, the black dude had like, "I use caffeine for work" or something, and then yeah. <laughs> the big nerd had, "My name is whatever." My name is Frank. I use caffeine for gaming. <laughs> <laughs> and uh anyway i went up and i ordered my coffee and i only heard this like little snippet of conversation mm. of the black dude goes i don't know man i heard we're getting a grilled cheese press <laughs> and then the Dungeons and dragons guy goes we are not getting a grilled cheese press we do not have the certification <laughs> and then i like got my coffee and moved on and just, oh it was so awesome man it was so That's awesome the best. And Whoa. so then, I mean, it just cracked me up and it seemed really, uh, I think this was between, yeah, it was between season one and two of Camp Hill. So yeah. I pitched that 
But at Key and Peele, I, you pr- we're probably pretty lucky in that, like, I could sit down in the writer's room and just tell that story and go, I want to do something about that. Yeah. But I don't know. I couldn't tell you a game yet. Um, and the idea was just those two guys. Like, doesn't that sound funny? Like, those yeah. two guys having to live together? That's insane. <laughs> so this was one of these sketches where I wrote it, and the whole thing was like, it wasn't really, and I guess why it never got on the show was, there wasn't really, like, a game. Yeah. It was just them locked. Like, what I thought was funny about it is they're locked in this existential debate. Will there be a grilled cheese press or not? You know, yeah. one guy's got one opinion, one other guy's like insists it's not the case. And it's just them arguing back and forth. And a customer would come up and order something and they'd shout the drink names. Yeah. Large, half calf, half decaf caramel latte. I told you, man, there won't be a grilled cheese press. And then he'd be like, large, half calf, half decaf caramel latte. And we lack the certification, I'm telling you. And it was just that. And then. So it's like, it's funny, right? It's but like, funny. it it's... never, I mean, I must have done eight different drafts of that. And everybody at the show was like, we want to make this idea work. We just couldn't yeah. find it. <laughs> yeah, that's one, that's one of those, I feel like I've been there before too, where it's like, I believe that this is funny, but it's hard, it's hard to find a reason uh, or, yeah, to like put it in a show and really go like, I know that this will work. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. Especially a TV show, it's like, well, we get, we got to shoot it. It's got to be good. It's got to be right. We can't like, spend it can't, it can't tens of thousands yeah. of dollars on this experiment. That can't would be a good one. Work. Like if you're doing a live show, oh, yeah. you could go perform that and, and then half, half improv it and see what you find. Yeah, and then whatever. It's just, it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, yeah, live, live sketch is weird in that because you're like, oh, even the best, even if you're doing the biggest best live sketch show in the world, or uh, probably in LA you know, maybe a hundred people are going to see it. So, and you're going to spend, you know, $40 if you're doing a very expensive version of it. So like <laughs> the stakes are real low. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, I could imagine it'd be tough, uh, switching up. Um, okay. How about, uh, an, how about assembling an episode, uh, or of key and peel? Like, uh, I don't, I don't know if you're in that process, but like, or what are you guys trying to put into an episode? Picking the order and stuff. Yeah. I'm not, in that process really that's the executive producers do that but i mean they'll have like they got like the big wall with all the episodes and it's got mm-hmm. the note cards of yeah. the names of the episodes you know yeah. what i'm talking about i can walk in their office and go hey i think this should go with this yeah and they may they'll be yeah they'll listen to me but they're, they're gonna they're gonna ultimately make that decision so, yeah okay fair know. enough um what uh, how about are you what are you are, like what are you are you trying to bring in anything specifically to that like uh, when, for example, we prepare for our sketch show and we're like, okay, well, we want, you know, a couple of normal sketches, a couple of things that are really big tent pole, crazy stuff, loud yeah. stuff. Then we want some short things. Uh, are you, uh-huh. are you like specifically trying to write any type of one thing? Or are you just bringing in everything, everything under the sun that's funny to you? You know, uh, to kind of tie that into your last question about Please. ordering yeah. the episodes and the sketches, I would guess like what Jordan and Keegan and Ian and Jay do when they pick the order of the sketches is probably not that much different from what you yeah. guys do. I mean, probably the same thing. They go well, Keegan plays a crazy car salesman in this scene, so we'll save the other crazy big character for next week. It's, right. it's probably fundamentally the same process. Yeah. Um, and then uh, as far as specifics to write, not really. Um, nah, I mean, we kind of write whatever we want. We Maybe we'll get a vague directive from time to time of like, hey, let's try and do some more peas in a pod sketches where they'll yeah. go. We got a lot where... 
it's Jordan's the character and Keegan's a straight man and vice versa. Yeah. So let's do one. Let's do, let's write some more where they're two kind, you know, two of the same kind of character. Yeah. Maybe stuff like that. I get that. Largely okay. we're just writing whatever we want. Um, I want to, okay. How about it's get, getting good at sketch. Uh, let's say you're a young writer and you want to be like the best writer in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you, how, how do you, what do you think are valuable uh, steps or yeah, steps along the way? I think I figured out what might have been funny about that grilled cheese press sketch really quick. My, my, the, the burden of my existence. Watch out for it on season four. <laughs> Maybe it's that, and this didn't occur to me at the time, but you know when you're working at like a job you don't want to be at? Yeah. Like you're going to find anything to talk about to pass the time. Yeah. Maybe the funny thing is that like they're only passionate about the grilled cheese press. Because there's nothing out. These there's guys have nothing, nothing in common yeah. except that they work together. <laughs> so it might have been. It might be funny if I was like, uh, you know, I heard, I heard we're getting a grilled cheese press. There is no way. There's no way we're getting a grilled cheese press. Long silence. We got anything else to talk about? <laughs> I don't think so. All right, because I heard we're getting that grilled cheese press. Maybe that was it. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, so advice to a young writer. Sure. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. How young are we talking? Two? <laughs> yeah, we're talking two. No, I'm uh, you know, yeah, it's, I mean, you know, you're early in that comedy career. And I think, because uh, I, do, I do think it's, it's uh, the, you know, the steps are uh, vaguely clear, but there's, uh, you know, everybody kind of has their own permutations of how you think you uh-huh. get better at being a funny writer. Yeah, I, I think mean, just I'd... like if, um, I think if you're in a city with, a UCB or UCB ish thing, second city or whatever available to you, mm-hmm. you know, go to definitely benefit from going and taking the classes there and trying to get in at that theater. Um, so for people in a city like that, you should also do the following. And then also if you're in a city without that, you should just do this, which is just find some funny friends and start putting up shows. Yeah. Um, and I guess, I mean, when I came up, you know, you didn't really make videos yet. That wasn't yeah. a thing. Um, but now I guess you do that also. Yeah. But you just find some funny people to team up with and just – I think the thing I think is like you've got to start doing it. Yeah. You can discuss and discuss and write and rewrite, but at some point you got to shoot it or put it on a stage and see what happens. Yeah, it's all it's – it's funny because all – you know, not, not to say this is your advice is invalid in any way, but like 99% of the people who give advice on any of this stuff are like, oh, just do it. You got to get out there and start working. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's, that's really it, I think. It's, you know, it's it's putting in good work and bad work and learning from it ultimately and, yeah, getting better. Um, uh, well, I was going to say something. No, I don't know. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, how, how, how often uh, do you write? Uh, well, I mean, if I'm working at Key and Peele every day, you know, five yeah. days a week, yeah. um, if I'm not, you know, I, just, uh, when I'm inspired, yeah, I don't know. Just wait for it. Depends. Like, yeah. just wait for it. Yeah. I don't, you know, I've constantly been like, oh, I want to become one of those people who gets up at seven every morning and writes for four hours, but like, yeah. I'm just not. So I just write when I'm inspired. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. There, there is that. Uh, I've heard, I've heard plenty of people, plenty of the stories of very disciplined people who check yeah. out hours a day. It's just like, God, when I do, when I write a sketch, I'm like, well, done my work for the week. <laughs> like, was, I mean, so, that's why we went into improv and sketch. Right. <laughs> we well, want to yeah, take I mean, it easy, man. It's, it's tough too, especially because like I, like I said, I'm a, I'm a, I feel like I'm an improviser first and that, mm-hmm. that sensibility of show up and do it and have fun with it is like mm-hmm. so very different than a, a, a true writing thing. It's like, oh, I got to work on it, refine it listen make it better 
keep working at it, and then if it doesn't work, like it's so different. It's not it's not as disposable in a way. Mm-hmm. It's, ah, that is stressful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I lost you on that last point. All right, uh, what was it? It's just that I think I think I think the sensibility of uh, an improviser and a writer is pretty different in that in improvising you show up. You do, you know, you practice or whatever, but it's fun. It's sort of disposable. Whereas yeah, sketch writing, yeah, it's yeah. refining, working, spending time on it. It's alone a lot of the time. <laughs> it's just like it's very yeah, different. Yeah, improv. You know, you just got to show up. Yeah, you don't have to do anything else. So that's pretty nice. <laughs> um, yeah. Um. All right. Uh, how how long do you spend on average writing a sketch? I mean, it depends. At, at Key and Peel, do you mean like? I mean, we write like if you're if you're writing out your first draft few hours really yeah wow okay three four hours damn why is that long or short i thought that's i think it's really long oh yeah yeah, yeah I, i'll try to well I try you know to i'm do... playing like eight games of ping pong and okay yeah walking over to the snack table and trying not to eat trader <laughs> joe's peanut butter cups no man you gotta eat standing there and then going back to my office and then going ah fuck it i'll have some and going back to the <laughs> snack table and eating those peanut butter cups <laughs> and then laying on the floor of my office going why did i do that man every day i tell myself i'm not gonna eat any more peanut butter cups so that's that's in there too <laughs> i can't <laughs> but i would say three or four hours fair <laughs> enough, fair enough. um okay uh also okay this big dog the big dog thing you guys did for funny or die you and eric Capel. yeah uh uh that's not that's not quite a, not quite a sketch uh yeah i call it a short film but not quite a short film what uh how do you have any approach to writing that or maybe tips or thoughts? Well, that, um, the big dog, uh, came from a one man show I did. Um, oh, that's right. Back yeah, in that, New York. Yeah, that Pizza Hut character, I think. Yeah, Papa John's. Papa uh, John's, that's it. Called, um, the show was called You're Welcome for What You're About to See. And it was a, a character show. Yeah. And one of those characters was this, based on a real guy who was my manager at Papa John's, um, who's, you know, those guys. It was like his life. I mean, his everything <laughs> yeah. was being a manager of Papa John's. And uh, anyway, so I, a couple of the, a lot of the stuff you see my character do in The Big Dog is from that show. Like the whole, the show, the character came, there's two beats of him. And the first one was him trying to convince his underling not to go to college, which happens in The Big Dog. Yeah. And then the second beat, I think, was him after he'd been fired if you remember from the big dog and being like sad, he didn't have garlic sauce anymore. And yeah. Stuff like that. Um, so it started off as a monologue I did years ago. Yeah. And then me and Eric decided to make it as a short film. And so we just kind of took those monologues and read them and wrote up a script. Put it together. Okay, cool. Uh, when you're, I, I was watching that just again today. And I think what's, uh, I think what was really interesting about it. I liked is there are very, very subtle comedic moments uh, in it. And one of Thank them you. is like when, uh, or especially in your performance that I, I, I admired. And uh, there was a part in it where I think he was talking about college or something. And you're just like, yeah, probably, probably isn't that big of a deal. And then he, he like kind of refutes what you're saying. And you're like, you like look away for just a tiny second and you kind of back in it like, ah, damn it. Like it, there's that, there's that moment. And so I just wonder uh, when you're doing that, is that, are you approaching that more technically? Like, have you thought that out or happening before, or does it more happen in the moment for you? I guess that's, so you're talking about, thing. yeah. So this is really an acting question. Yeah, so yeah. it's like, um, I mean, are you, are you one of those more technical plan out all the movements and beats I, and the comedics? Yeah, or? it's more like I work them out. Like yeah. I've done that on stage a bunch of times. Yeah. It's different though. Cause you're a lot smaller when you're performing for the camera. Yeah. You know, that would be like kind of a big, mo- I know what you're talking about. Where it's like, yeah, yeah, you probably shouldn't go to Dartmouth. Yeah, yeah, 
you can't do but it. You do want to stay, right? I mean, yeah. it's, I don't know. It's just comedic timing. But, yeah. uh, uh, <laughs> I don't think it's not like I would in the script write with a pen. Yeah. Look away, beat, look back, or something yeah. like that. But just when we we rehearse it a couple times before, and I'd kind of figure out yeah those moments where where all those yeah. little highlights need to go. And yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, all right. Uh, Police chief Rumble had Katie D- Dippold. Dippold. I don't know. Uh, from Diappold. Diappold. Yeah. I'm going to say it very weird from now on because uh, I can't do it right. Uh, for, she's all right. It's on Parks and Rec. You got Kula, who's on Community, uh, or I don't know if that's even still around anymore. Uh, Bobby, you, Ian Peel. Uh, like, seems like a lot of good came out of that. So, like, uh, if you can guess, like, why you four, uh, you know, actually all of you kind of became more. Successful in Hiller it. and McLaughlin too. Hiller McLaughlin. Uh, is there somebody else? I feel there's like? there's two more, but they uh, broke good and got married and had kids. Oh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I don't smart. think Dave has, is married or has kids, but <laughs> fair enough. Uh, but like, yeah. What I mean, what about what what about that group or like that experience? Can you say like, oh, this is these are the things that like maybe these are reasons why kind of fell off into doing maybe more successful in your comedy career. Okay, so are you asking why? Why, why are you guys good? Well, okay, why are we good? <laughs> yeah. Did you go to college? I did. Oh, I, I should have. Um, <laughs> I, I, I do not regret one bit. No. I I regret going to college. Yeah, so I, I went for a quarter, and I regret that quarter. And I'm <laughs> glad I was smart enough to leave when I did. Um, but anyway, um, well. I don't know. It was probably that sketch show. You know, we just like we're all really psyched to be doing it, and we all worked really hard. Yeah, and um, yeah, it just kind of paid off. Yeah. Um, I don't have a super magical answer, but no, I, I mean, I, I just wondered if there were like maybe common things between you. I mean, you guys were all in Police Chief Rumble. You got on the Herald yep. team, so you had an interesting comment before. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. Then there was that at least the attitude of like, oh yeah, we should totally work on a sketch show. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I mean, it was funny because you guys like. It's not, it's not like to me like you're like, oh, yeah, we should put in this work. Uh, and then uh-huh. you did. And then yeah. with a lot of follow-up, it seems like. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Definitely. So, I mean, I don't know. It's like it's one of those things like, oh, is everybody just into working very hard or I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's hard for me to say we're into working really hard because it's fun. <laughs> yeah. You know, it doesn't – it never felt like work. I never was like, oh, I wish this wasn't happening right now. Like I have been at jobs I hated. Yeah. Know? I loved it. It was fun, you know, and I was just – I love doing it. I think probably we just all love doing it. Yeah. But it, it, it's kind of a funny story about us is like uh, we – so we all auditioned for Herald teams and all got on Police Chief Rumble. And I think, yeah, none of us had ever been on a Herald team before. Yeah. And so we would perform at Herald night, which I believe was on Tuesday nights. Yeah. And then we wanted to do a sketch show. So then Wednesday night – it was something like this. I won't say it exactly right, but it was like <laughs> Tuesday night we do Herald night. And then I think after Herald night we went in the back and pitched our sketches. Right. Wednesday, we brought those sketches in, did the read-through. Thursday night, we had Harold practice, right. improv. And then Friday night at midnight, we did our show that I described, right. I think, earlier in this podcast. But at this point, yeah. it may have been the other podcast. There's no it was this on. one, right? I think it was this one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Where we do you know, a half-hour sketches and then improv afterward. Right. Mm-hmm. Is the roommate coming up? I think so. Be quiet. Hey. Hey, Claire. How's it going? <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Who is this weird? Getting real guy? weird. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's, you guys had a, an insanely busy schedule. I don't know how that. Yeah, and I. But I mean, like, I feel like we loved every second of it. Yeah, you wrote. You actually wrote on there. Uh, I love this comedy shit more than anything in the fucking world. Did I? Have... Yeah. Uh, I mean, as a passionate young man. Yeah. I mean, do you Steven. did you do you still feel that way in your yep. comedy? Yeah. Great. Mm-hmm. Glad to hear it. Uh, yeah. I, it seems like a lot of times it doesn't wear off, but I'm always worried because. And in my happiest moments, I'm like, I don't think this can last. <laughs> <laughs> um, it hasn't for me. Good. I mean, I love doing Key and Peele. I probably wouldn't go do it for free again. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, yeah At a point, you got to start making a living. But, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, I really – I enjoy working at my job now as much as I enjoyed doing that back then. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, you know what? We're going to bring this one to a, a close, too. Uh, do you have any uh, – Go for it. You can seriously do it. It's totally fine. Is that a weed jar down there? <laughs> I called it. <laughs> See, I told you. Uh, um, oh, yeah. Okay. So uh, we're going to do the kind of the similar, uh, the pearls of wisdom thing for a sketch. Is there any notes or feedback you got in sketch at any point uh, way back when, now, that, uh, that has kind of an impact on your writing something that you think, oh, yeah, this is how I should write sketch? Wow. Um, Man, you are not good at remembering notes. It seems yeah, like pearls of wisdom is <laughs> not tough, your segment. tough segment for me. All right, what about uh, what about that Christmas tree, huh? Can you yeah, that is that yours or is that your roommate? That's also the roommate's, oh, dude. <laughs> now you recently moved here. Mm-hmm. Where were you living before? Koreatown. And now most of the time when I was listening to your podcast, you were in Koreatown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, every, every episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Until now. Oh yeah, guys, this is brand new <laughs> from my new place in Midwestern Florida. Thank you. Okay, I got it. (laughs) This isn't particularly a note, but I would say it was extremely helpful. A piece of advice, I should add. That's awesome. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that's what I mean. I don't know what this is, but it fits in there somewhere. So back when Police Chief Rumble did that show that we've been talking about, Owen Burke was the artistic director of UCB New York. Yeah. And I think it was his idea that we do this midnight show where we could try out a bunch of sketches and work stuff out. And um, I think that's so valuable to like, go try it, you know, and just yeah. to, to go do it as opposed to like, well, let's try and get the perfect half hour sketch show on the page. And then hopefully it'll be good because yeah. you're going to find out so much more performing it. So I think, you know, that's the key. And I, I think that could, that could, affect videos too especially if you're like you know like you are it's like just start shooting them and yeah. see what happens as opposed to well let's do a 45th draft and then and then and then we'll get the camera you know right so i don't know if that no that's bad i mean yeah put it in front of the audience to get the go. feedback i like it yeah. um all right well charlie this is uh, is there anything else you want to say about sketch or anything you want to plug before we end this very special episode of improv obsession sketch obsession um Nope. All right. I'm good. All right. Well, I'm going to say you should watch Keen Peel. It's a very Oh, yes. <laughs> you can you should watch. It's a very good uh sketch show, <laughs> one of the better uh one of the Yeah, it's the best show, sketch show on for sure. Uh and one of the better examples of how you should write sketch. Uh so Charlie Sanders, thank you very much for coming on. Thanks for having me. Woo! Dude, Done. 2 and 1. Hi, I'm Kelsey. I'm Kimmy. And we're the hosts of Talk 30 Rock to Me. Do you crave cheese late at night? Do you have lots of thoughts on your mind grapes? Do you think a rape whistle can double as an accessory? Do you miss 30 Rock? We sure do. We miss it so much, we started a podcast about it. New episodes every Tuesday. Subscribe today.